Look at the facts, Bray. Look, we've got a golden chance here. The Guardian out in public, an easy target. Or we can rely on some screwy tactics of some airbrained hippie. Well, that's a tough choice, huh? Well, there's no point in talking to you about principles, is there? Oh, please. But don't go giving me some morality lecture. I mean, in case you haven't noticed, this is a war and not everyone comes out alive. Yeah, well, it's a little different when you're the one pulling the trigger. You're just wimping out. No, I'm not, Ebony. I'm just trying to give Tysan a chance. And if her plan doesn't work... Look, there is no if about it, Bray. The Guardian needs taking out. Welcome to Series 3, Episode 26 of Conversations on Eagle Mountain, a podcast about the tribe. I'm your host, Lance, and joining the podcast panel today is Liz. Hello. Sabine. Hi. And Maggie. Hi. With episode notes done by Matt and myself. So Series 3, Episode 26, the screenplay was done by Carrie Rose. It was directed by Andrew Merrifield. And the episode synopsis was read out by Maggie. Rex struggles to understand Tysan's motives, while both Bray and Pride find ways to take advantage of her actions. Luke is concerned for Celine. So abrupt, that paragraph. There's <laughs> <laughs> not much more to say about it. No. Maggie's like, facts are facts. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. All right, panel, we kick off with the cliffhanger reunion between Tysan and Lex. Just let me explain. Explain. Explain why my wife stood up there and told the whole world she had thrown in with the Chosen Scout. How she'd just dumped her old mates, dumped her old life, dumped everything that she believed in. And mostly, how she dumped that sucker who was mug enough to marry her. Upon realising that Lex isn't going to take no for an answer, she reluctantly calls for her Chosen Guards before he can take her away with him. So yeah, let's dig into that. Uh, what do you make of the arguments from both of them? And is this a case of just two stubborn individuals, or do you think someone is right or wrong here? Well, uh, that's tough. Like, that's tough. Cause we, but we all know how Tysan works, you know? And, and she is definitely doing something. Like, she thinks she's doing the right thing. So getting her to believe that she's not is very hard. And I understand where Lex is coming from. Like, she could leave with him right there. She could go be with him and the rebel. But she's refusing. So what is he supposed to, you know, what is he supposed to think? Mm. It's just a crappy situation. Um, honestly, I get where Lex is coming from. Because, let's face it, all he's ever wanted was to get his wife back. Yeah. That's the one thing he cares about in this. And maybe get some revenge on the Guardian for making her say those things about him. But... I actually do think Tysan is making the right call here. Just because she doesn't just have herself to think of. If she were to go off right now, who knows how badly the Guardian will spiral and who he will hurt. That's true. And Tysan is one of those people that would actually think about the consequences of her leaving with Lex. I like this conversation between them because it reminds me of 
who they are as a couple and how they tend to function and deal with conflict. Like with Lex and Tysan, the one thing you'll notice is that when things make Tysan uncomfortable, she doesn't like to address them. You know, she doesn't like the turmoil that being in love with Lex causes her. We saw how she struggled with that so much that she wanted to just run away from it often when it got too hard. Where Lex, when he's with Tyson, he's full throttle. He's going to address the issue. He wants to get it out, you know, which is actually commendable to say. <laughs> and um, so, like, she becomes very avoidant and he becomes aggressive. But um, so I really like that reminder of the fact that she doesn't really know what to say. She doesn't really know how to explain herself. And Lex is like, have at it. I'm here. I want to hear everything. Let's, you know, let's do this. And she just, she kind of wants to almost shut him down. Like, can't you just trust me? You know? Mm. And um, I also really love that there's, this, again, awkward honesty that is always between these two where he tells her, like, like he's asking, like, have you slept with him? And she's like, I swear, I didn't. I haven't. I need you to believe that. And he's like, but you would. And um, yeah. just, you know, be straight up. You would, because I know you. You forget. I know you, babe. I love you. <laughs> but I freaking yeah. know you. <laughs> yeah. And you, it would be just like with me. You're doing it for the good of the tribe. I yeah. love that she doesn't deny it. You can see it hurts her to have that truth hit her in the face. But mm -hmm. she can't say, she... I do love that she doesn't attack him for hitting her with a truth like that. She yeah. doesn't go on the defensive and be like, how dare you say that? I'm your what? You know what I mean? Like she, mm -hmm. she acknowledges <laughs> fair. <laughs> He's right. I was yeah. going to sleep with this guy and um, I might still be willing to. So I can't lie to my husband and say that it would never happen and that I wasn't willing to do it. Um, I like how she redirects to, can't you see how much this sucks? I, I came here to reassure you that it, what I said didn't matter and that I love you. That's what I need you to focus on. <laughs> so I really liked that again, because Tyson and Lex are just incredibly honest with each other. Um, even when it really freaking hurts mm -hmm. and, um, their focuses are in completely different places right now, even though they're both coming from the place of, I love you. I love you so much. Yeah. <laughs> I think Lex has every right to be upset, has every right to want and demand answers and to be like, that's it. I'm taking out of here. Let's go. Yeah. And to be so incredibly shocked and hurt when she won't hurt, go with him. Mm -hmm. And even though the show did a lousy job of ever showing Lex trying to get his wife out of the mall before, I do like that here when he's like, you, you can almost see the regret in his face that he didn't get her out before mm -hmm. when he had the opportunity before she had a real mission. He never apparently fought her on it to get her out. And now he is really kicking himself. You could see that all in his face. Like mm -hmm. I waited too long to get her yep. out. And now she's on a mission. There's no changing her mind when she's on a mission. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Nope. <laughs> you know so well. I, I, and I, I just really love, you can see how Michelle is digging deep into something for this. It's got such like a tragic romance <laughs> tone to it. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, the, just the physicality, you know, and just don't make me do this likes. Please just go and... Ah, I, I like that. I like that conversation a lot. And I feel for Tyson because I do. We know we know what she's seen in the mall. We know what she's trying to prevent 
happening further in the mall, we also know that she's in deeper than she thought she was going to be. Yes. And, but I also feel Lex's point of view. So I think it's just a, a good scene because you do see where they're both coming from mm-hmm. and they both have good points. And I, I have to agree with Sabine. Like, I mean, I wouldn't blame Tysan if she left with her husband right then and there. Wouldn't blame her at all. But I respect the fact that she is considering if she did, what would happen to everyone else when mm-hmm. the Guardian realized that his new possession was gone? Can you imagine he would take it out on the few people he cares about or used to care about, like Alice, for instance? We'd get the bomb episode way quicker. Yeah. Way quicker. He would spiral so much to just walk away. Yeah. <laughs> And just, if she had tried to get away and the guards would have managed to stop her, just the implications of that alone. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I don't think Jaffa would have lived if he tried to harm Tyson and Alice noticed. But <laughs> I was going to say, I, I do kind of feel for Lex a lot in this scene. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. Only because, like, he, he obviously, like, like you mentioned, he's not seen what Tysan has been doing in the mall. He's not seen the influence that she's had in the Guardian. Um, I mean, he's not seen any of this. So he, he's just having to put a lot of trust in his wife that she's doing the right thing. And you can tell how hard that is for him because he just can't trust the Guardian and Tysan yeah. together. Um, nope. Because he knows what she would do if need be. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the biggest worry for him. Like, at what point would the needs be come up? And he's, you can just see it. In his mind, and in, in, and how he's talking, he's like, oh, <laughs> I can't let this happen because it will happen. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. in that way, I do feel I do feel sorry for Lex, but um, at the same time, it's like, well, you would do the same thing, Lex. So. <laughs> and he would. He probably absolutely would if he knew, you know, that this was going to help or whatever. He he would. Mm. But it's just that the hurt that you see in his face. Mm. Lex is just like 37 sorry that's an old timey <laughs> reference some Gen Xers will get that one <laughs> what is that from <laughs> I'm a millennial thank you just check out the movie Clerks <laughs> oh I've seen Clerks never mind, never mind. <laughs> I, I even like that they moved their conversation into that little overpass so that you could hear the acoustics yeah I was like with the echo yeah. The echo. How are the guards not hearing her yelling? Right, like if, if you were, just go. Like if you just forget the logistics that every conversation any of these characters ever have should have been <laughs> overheard by everyone. I do oh. like that choice to <laughs> yeah, move them yeah. in there. Hearing their their words bouncing off the walls just adds like this intensity to what they're saying to each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that did stick out. Sorry, in this episode, the the, the conversations that should not be overheard. There were so right. many in this episode. <laughs> I was like, come on. There was Luke and Ellie. Yelling at each other. Oh, every, every conversation. Every, every single conversation. One. I was like, hmm, this is a bit weird. May and Pride. We, oh, God, yeah, that one. Pride <laughs> just walks in and is like, okay, shouldn't you guys be a bit quiet? No, they don't have to be. It's okay. But if you ignore that, yeah. Um, Listen, the guards can't hear. They are hard of hearing. It's yeah. the only explanation. Can't hear, can't see. Yeah, the guards. You know, uh, currently the guards that escaped from that explosion that Lex brain have any cost. Mm. They're currently guarding the mall, and they've hearing loss because of that. Yes. Oh, you are giving way too much credit. They've never been able to hear anything. 
Never. <laughs> you can't blame it all that explosion. <laughs> you mentioned like, come on, half of the guards at the explosion died. <laughs> That's true. They actually left their comrades in the building, didn't they? And they walked away. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The guards were seeing our ghosts, right? That's that explains it. Then they're ghosts, mm-hmm. and they can't tell anybody anything. I mean, I mean well, yeah, we'll get to the last point in a bit. But like, are you surprised? Obviously, that next can't put this trust fully in Tyson. No, no. I don't even think he's wrong, given the situation. Like, okay, there are times when I'm like, when a partner doesn't trust another partner and i'm like that's not fair mm. have they actually given you any reason you're you're putting your baggage on them this is very unique he does <laughs> know that his wife is willing to do this for the greater good he's not saying that she's an evil person for it he's not even looking down he's not even judging her he's just like dude i know you and if you truly believe it's for the greater good you are willing to do that you know and so expecting him to to trust that she won't, especially when Tyson was woman enough not to lie to him about that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I think it's perfectly fair for Lex to be like, yeah, this is, I can't get that out of my head, knowing that no. that's a possibility. <laughs> yeah. You know, so at any point, yeah. at any point, she could decide sex is the only way to, uh, to fix this man. You know, you'll notice that Lex, it Ooh. never is, not, it's never a question that Tyson loves him. He's mm-hmm. never, que- he never, after this conversation, he never questions whether his wife loves him or whether her intentions are good. That is not the issue. Sure. He knows his wife loves him. He knows she's still devoted to him. She knows she didn't mean what she said out loud to everybody. But he also knows she's got a mission to fix this guy and what that might entail. So you can't blame the guy for having a bad day. No. (laughs) Because he knows her. She totally would. She feels that's what needs to be done. And like that is, that would be really hard for anybody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we'll just forget about Lex propositioning Ebony this whole time. It doesn't. Yeah, we won't get into that. We won't talk about it. No, but he's a giant hypocrite. We know that. Yeah, we but see, that, I, I also like the fact that that's not what the conversation becomes. It doesn't become a like, well, what were you doing? It doesn't become that. The issue is mm-hmm. that he trusts her intentions being good, but that he also knows that if she needs to do this, she will. And she's not lying about that. And it's fair for him to be upset about that. I love that they, it doesn't become this like conversation of you're not a trustworthy person you betrayed me it you know what i mean the fo- it once he gets this reassurance from her it it just be it's nuanced and i like that mm-hmm. yeah. this is not a simple conflict of course she never questions what he would do she knows him as well exactly mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely and she knows that's just you know any of that would just be physical for lex lex and tyson really i i what again, one of the reasons I really love this relationship and why it still holds up all these years later is that it is a very mature look at making mm. a relationship work when you truly know your partner and have accepted who your partner is, warts and all, mm-hmm. and you're still committed to making it work because you love them and having to find those compromises along the way and struggle through the things about your partner that you're not thrilled about. <laughs> Like, I don't like it, but I also know what I got into when I said yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about Celine. You seem to take a special interest in Celine and her friends. I happened to be around when she was distressed, that's all. 
So you thought you'd commiserate on a misfortune. How caring. Actually, she believes that it was a punishment from Zoot. Then she's learnt something. So yeah, just put yourself in Selene's shoes for a moment. Like, what do you make of her belief that she's been punished by Zoot? And what do you make of the reaction later on between Luke and the Guardian? I actually kind of understand her reaction. Because she is mentally in so much pain right now. She needs, you know, she needs something, something to explain why this happened. And Selene doesn't have the greatest self-esteem. So her instant reaction meant being, it must be something I did, I was bad. And, well, with the whole suit thing around her being the only fate that's going around right now, her going, I must have done something wrong in Zoot's eyes. I, I kind of get that. Her mind is messed up. It's a logical place for her to go, 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not surprising at all, you know. The days, bef- you know, Celine's not going to reach days of true in- introspection until season four. So, um, yeah, this makes sense that this is how she'd need to make sense of it. Even if he took Zoot out of the equation, um, most people in this situation, you are, when something terrible happens to you, you're trying to find some logical reason as to why. Why was this allowed to happen? You know, and often you may latch on to anything that, you know, reasons it just, it makes it so you can put it in a box. You can compartmentalize it. This horrible thing that has happened to you. So yeah, it's, this makes a lot of sense. It's sad, especially the way she's like, I must've been so bad that he punished me this way. But I don't think it's strange that this is where her head is gone. I'm just like, oh, okay, so you guys are committed to she believes in the zoo yeah. thing. Okay, thanks. You know, you didn't do a good job leading us up here, but fine. We're here. That's why I asked. That's why I asked, when did you guys realize that she was, you know, actually being like she believed in this stuff? And apparently it was this this scene. <laughs> and this is like the first time we're going to hear her straight up say things like, you know, Zoot does, Zoot is, you know. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, okay, you're committed. Um, that's where her headspace is at, you know. It's no longer a mystery. But I mean, it's not a surprise either. You know, it was only a matter of time. I agree with all of that. It's just, I I just hate <laughs> hmm. how Celine still doesn't quite take responsibility for any of her actions. It's always, there's always a caveat. It's, uh, yeah, I was bad, but I was punished by Zoot. Uh, I did this, but it was because of my parents. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. there's always something that someone else that led this to this. It's not always, it's not her fault, ultimately her yeah. fault. And I don't think she ever reaches that realization yet until like season four. And it, I just yeah, she, don't like that. Yeah. She's an ultimate victim. Yeah, she's a perpetual yeah. victim always. <sighs> but the mental state she is in right now. It's understandable, yeah, because of the current it, state. It, but. It, it, makes that, it makes sense at this point in time. Mm. Yeah, because but I mean, I don't think she would have coped in any way if she would have gone, "Oh, it's because I did this or that or that." But she should have done that. That's what would have started her, you know, growth if she would have accepted the fact. Yeah, but not that soon after losing a baby. In I a couple of weeks, sure. I think it's just more. It's you know, Celine. You know, her personality, her state of mind. Like there are plenty of people who would come out. You know, have. I don't think you can just say, oh, she lost a baby. Nobody who lost a baby would be able to think clearly. I don't think that's fair. I, People, I mean, everybody's I, different. You yeah, know? that's what I was going to say. So I think like it's every just, situation. 
it makes sense because it's Celine and who yes. she is, what mm-hmm. we know about her and the way she functions and the way she reasons the world. I do not say this to disparage her, just that that is who she is. And this makes sense for her to go here as a way to deal with what has just happened to her. You know, it's the, I lost, I lost this, I lost that. Like Lance said, there's no sense, there's no sense of like, I pushed Ryan away Mm -hmm. or I drove Ryan to, I'm Mm -hmm. not saying that, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? She's not responsible. I'm just saying like, there's no sense of like what I might have done to get this to happen or what I part I played. It is, I lost Mm. these things. Yeah. Yeah. What were the actions to my cons, like the consequences? She doesn't think about. Right. You know? And so, Yeah. This is this is just very logical for her. Would it be great if she was like, "Wow, you know, I'm going to rethink things." Yeah, but that's not who she is. <laughs> she's not <laughs> to that be person. Fair, religion can do this to people, you know. Oh yeah, like the mm-hmm. devil. Did, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's examples where I did something bad, but it wasn't because I chose to do it. Like Liz says, because this has come so suddenly, it's so jarring. Like, if if this had been properly planned out and we'd seen yeah. her be like properly integrated and chosen then it would have made sense but it's just so out left field like it's like well when did you start like yeah that, people, like last episode praying yeah. and like saying all these things to zoo like no it doesn't it's out of nowhere <laughs> it's just too sudden but i mean at least with celine it does it does make sense in the fact that it could be so sudden like she could have been thinking this the whole time and then losing the baby is what made her verbal you know say it outward instead of well, just having the thoughts it's or so bad. just Story. dead desperate it's po- it's bad storytelling, nonetheless, mm-hmm. though. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Because there are plenty of ways that they could have shot her scenes or even given her dialogue so that when we got here, we'd be like, oh, she's been thinking about this the whole time. She's been yeah. falling this way the whole time. But they didn't. And so that is why it's jarring. It's just bad storytelling. Is it believable that she could fall in immediately? Of course it is. Right? We, expect, we all expected it. But yeah, you're right. We expected but it's to like, up to it. You still could have told that story better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, let's, let's, let's follow that. Let's flip that around. Like, do you think this was what they were meant to do? Like, to show that it could happen suddenly, that, uh, brainwashing? I honestly don't think... <laughs> I, I, can't, I, I can't <laughs> give them credit for that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think... I, I, I mean, maybe they thought it was obvious. That <laughs> yeah, maybe they was. thought we already saw it. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah, I can't give them that. I just thought I'd, <laughs> I'd give it a try. <laughs> Everyone knew that she was going to fall down the rabbit hole and she was going to latch on to this, you know, whatever, this definite that they're giving her. And mm-hmm. it just, mm-hmm. the story, you're right, Liz, the story would have been better to, to lead up to it and show us that thinking these things. And But instead, it was always, no, I'm on your side. I'm on your side. I don't really believe this. Meanwhile, that's Celine for you, though. The only thing they focused on with Celine again was her 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 conflict was being judged because she was playing the chosen game. That's the yeah. only fo- that's the only thing they focused mm-hmm. on. They never focused on mm-hmm. what she mm-hmm. believed about it. It was every conversation with Ryan, every conversation with people. It was always like I'm doing this for my baby. It was it was never a you, they just did not focus on what she might start feeling about this and how being around the chosen was truly affecting her state of mind you know and again there was a couple of vague statements but it just wasn't enough but maybe they thought it was yeah maybe they were trying to show us what kind of happened with trudy you know when she was taken and she was brainwashed to protect brady and and such like but they could have done it so much better 
See, they could get away with it with Trudy because she was off screen. That's what I mean. Yeah. It's yeah. left to your imagination <laughs> yep. what she's put and put through, you know, yep. and but we had to watch this. So it's like you're going to have to show us something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's a difficult one for me because I've grown up in like non-religious and religious area and I have had traumas that instantly switched me to you know, try to hold on to something to believe in, some, someone to blame, someone that must have done that in order to make sense of things at that moment in time. So I kind of get her instant going for, oh, it must have been because Zoot's blaming me. I get that mindset, though. It's... I do, too. I just no, think yeah. they could have done better dialogue. In fact, I think that would have been incredibly intriguing to see like hear her thought process um to focus yeah. on her making that mental shift would have been very good and i know victoria could have played that out really well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely uh, okay and okay so let's get yeah. to luke and how he's <laughs> responding to what he's <laughs> saying <laughs> once again luke is being confronted with the opposite of what he's been apparently taught about zoot you know, because his instinct when she says Zoot's punishment, he's like, no, Celine, you didn't do anything wrong, you know. And <laughs> so it clearly is a contradiction to what he was told about Zoot, you know, Zoot being love and blah, blah, blah. And I um, was like, did you know him? I'm pretty sure you were a loco, Luke. But anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. anyway, whatever. Um, he clearly believed that. But they're like two sides. And I, so seeing his devastation at her taking it this way that I thought that was really well done and then of course his conversation later with the guardian really well done creepy and um though it does still feel like Luke how are you still surprised by the guardian's callousness (laughs) yeah I mm. like how deep is the river of denial for you Luke that you are still shocked that when you express you know what's going on with this and he doesn't give a crap you know, like he d- and he agrees that this is her punishment from Zoot. Like, why are you still shocked <laughs> with the things you've seen this guy do? I still, I like Luke. He tried to kill the Supreme Mother. Like, yeah. that, that should have <laughs> been a no go right there. <laughs> like the fact that you had to get and, her out of there before she was dead. Like, yeah. And the amount of comments that the Guardian has made about. You know how bad those girls were for giving themselves to, you know, unworthy guys and to get themselves in the situation of being pregnant anyways. He made such hard com- harsh comments on that. Yeah, I was going to say, when was the last time the Guardian said something like great about like, Zoot's loving and stuff? He's like, no, he's all hate and fire and power and chaos. Yeah. Like, <laughs> The only moment the Guardian sees Zoot as love is when he tries to put moves on Tysan. When it suits him. Like, I mean, Luke is doing yeah, double is, Dutch mm-hmm. like to, to, to jump through the ropes in his head to justify the Guardian's state of mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> wow. And again, I, it's because he needs this. He, it, you know, at the end of the day, it's very selfishly motivated. He needs this to make sense. He needs it to be right, or else, what does that say about him? That he's been <laughs> part of this, you know? And so you can see where the desperation's coming from. But yeah, like he's, Oof. 
I'm just, I don't know how he can still be shocked because the guard, like you said, uh, Sabine, the guardian hasn't said one kind word. He has not expressed an ounce of whatever Zoot's love is supposed to be since they took over. Not one word, not one iota of it. And so maybe Zoot's made of love, but guess what? Guardian ain't. And you're <laughs> mm-hmm. still surprised. <laughs> And it's not even, it's, it's bad that this happened to one of our novices. No, it's bad it happened to, it's not bad it happened because she's a mole rat. <laughs> because oh, the funny. Guardian will <laughs> always seem, see her as a mole rat, even though she joined the Chosen. He's like, uh, oh, one of those mole rats. And I'm like, yeah, you, you remember the mole rats. Why do you still have them here? <laughs> you clearly don't care about converting them. Even no. when they do try to convert, you still look down at them. So... Why are they here mm-hmm. again? Why, yep. why do you still have them here? <laughs> if you're concerned about Luke, you know, being like all up in the Mallrats business, why not separate the Mallrats from any from of your Luke. important chosen? <laughs> Especially your second in command. <laughs> A it lot of things listen. have gone wrong with your second in command, Java. You if notice? He separates <laughs> the Mallrats. Does that like maybe he's worried Tysan? You know. Is part of that too, or it was before she became the supreme mother. You know, mm-hmm. all, I mean, all he can think about really is Tyson. So it's just it's these good conversations that fall apart when you look at what led to them, and you're just like, <laughs> yeah, Tyson would not be happy if he sends away her her former friends. I mean, from the start, it's just like, why are they here? Yeah, no, because I don't. I'm okay. Correct me if I'm if I'm wrong. But, like, I know they're meant to be slaves, right? And they're meant to be catering to the Chosen. But how, more times than not, I was always seeing other Chosen guards bringing food to people. Not the mall rat. No, no, no. They just do the sewing. Pretty much. <laughs> and sweeping. And the occasional sweeping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they, they stopped the hard labor a long time ago. I think only lasted just, an episode or two. <laughs> once they established that this is where the mall rats are going to be in prison, they just didn't want to put any more work into justifying them being here. Yeah. E- even with all the crazy things that have gone wrong with them in the small, that oh, would be yes. great reason for shipping them to the mines, splitting their, just tearing the group asunder and sending them to slave camps, anything. Like they didn't feel like actually justifying that they're still here. And that Jaffa would still be have any interest in them when he clearly does not have any interest in them, you know. I mean, Tyson straight up said in front of him that we're stronger together. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I guess we'll tr- keep you together. He's trying, he's trying to break us up and cause you know turmoil, but we're stronger if we stick together. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, "Oh, she's pretty." Huh. In one ear and out the other. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Is it just me, or did anyone else notice that? Um, all the scenes of the guardian in, or like in his office or even in like his Tyson's bedchamber, they use almost like a gauzy filter. Like it's very soft lit. It's almost fuzzy around the edges in those shots that the other uh, scenes don't have. Oh, no, I didn't, I didn't notice. Yeah. I, I was like, I thought I was like, first when I saw the scene with Luke in the guardian, I was like, huh, this one, it just has a soft focus to it compared to any of the other scenes so far and then uh they came back to it in the later scene with uh jaffa and tysan and i noticed the same thing i was like huh that's just an interesting choice to film the scenes around him that way i don't know like i wonder why because that's again not an accident you know it's not out of focus it's just it has like it's almost like that soft touch filter you'd get on your school picture you know Mm -hmm. 
that those scenes have that, but none of the other scenes do. It's just interesting. All right. <laughs> Let's move on to Ellie and Luke. You and I are enemies. We may have different beliefs, but we can still have feelings for one another. No, we can't. People get into relationships in the most difficult situations and still make them work. Please don't. All right. Just tell me you don't care, and I'll go. Tell me, Allie. No, don't! They are, however, interrupted by Ned, who makes a show of saving her from Luke, before later demanding a kiss for his actions until Alice intervenes. Yeah, panel. Uh, <laughs> what do you make of the conversation between Ellie and Luke? And yeah, we'll also get to Ned trying it on Ellie. Uh, um, Ellie, I think it's a little too late for that. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I really only have opinions about the Ned situation, so... <laughs> We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, we'll hold off on that yes. for a minute. <laughs> but um, well, yeah, well, Ellie and Luke, what do you make of like Luke trying to think that they can actually make this work? Say so this is the creepiest Luke has seemed with Ellie. Like Ellie is justifiably regretting her actions. She is, mm-hmm. you know, actually thinking this through and like this is messed up and no, and like she's actually struggling as you would. And the fact that Luke is just like, what? This is the start of a great relationship. And like Luke, beautiful love story. Luke, she is your slave. Like <laughs> this is gross, Luke. You know what I mean? It's like disgusting. It, it just comes off as very creepy and predatory. And even the yes. way he shifts the blame to her, like, oh, so you're gonna lead me on and leave me hanging? Like, are you serious right now? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's like um, if anyone wanted to make that argument that Luke was manipulating Ellie this whole time, this is one of those moments that could go in the argument. You know, it go. It's another. It's like uh, same one where he was feeling hurt by her, and he told her, "Don't think I'll keep protecting you." Yeah. Like, it's just another one of those moments where it's just like you seem aware of your po- your power over yes. this girl, mm-hmm. but you're acting like it was a meet cute. Not that she's been in chains here this whole time. And couldn't get away from your attentions if she wanted to. Like it yeah. just—it was creepy. I didn't like it. I liked uh, Ellie's performance, and I—I yeah. I think she's doing a great job. But Luke creeped me out, and I really hated the way he made this seem like she was doing something wrong by having rightful hesitation about continuing whatever this is between them. Okay, mm-hmm. you took advantage of her, Luke. Full stop. <laughs> Absolutely. The power dynamics were, were way off. And ew. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> First she got her boyfriend out of the way and now this. Yeah. And like he, he I feel like, you know, like him and him telling her, Don't worry, he I convinced them that he was he was valuable. So they didn't kill him. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the the first in the, the many Guilting her. that yes, that he has used to get her to let down her walls with him, I guess. Good guy, Ellie. <laughs> like, <laughs> Luke, <laughs> it's just creeping me out. I don't, I don't like the scene between them. And I actually was really happy when Ned uh, interrupted it. Like, yo, <laughs> get away from her. Yeah. I was like, thank you, Ned, because I am grossed out right now. And then and- I was like, I'm even more gross now. Let me throw up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's how I, ha- I felt about the Luke and Ellie scene. I was just like, ew. Like, mm. Ellie, is, Ellie is trying so hard. And again... None of this is her fault, and I, I, her struggle is just so, again, Jennifer, you're doing such a great job, sweetie. I love it. Um, 
Hmm. Yeah, he just, he hmm. creeped me out. He gave me the ick. He gave me the ick. Yes, the big ick. To nerve, to nerve just say to a slave, you led me on. <laughs> like, what? <sighs> pretty. Yeah, that did make me laugh. Pretty sure <laughs> slaves <laughs> means they don't have a choice. No, no, no. They're mall rats. Apparently, they're not slaves because they don't have to mm. do slave labor. They just oh, live right. there. It's right, cohabitation. There. <laughs> That's how Luke sees it. We're roommates. <laughs> That's exactly how he sees it. It's got to be. Yeah. I've been paying your share of the rent. You owe me. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> We're just squatting in your house, but... Ah, I'm freaking Ned, man. How does Alice fall for this man? How did she fall for this man after he just tried to, like, sexually assault her sister? Ooh, Ned, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, su- <laughs> I'm surprised Ellie didn't full-on hit him in the face. Well, she was already vulnerable, you know, and, and off guard because of the Luke situation. Like, and he came yeah. out and he swooped in and, and tried to take advantage. So how could, I don't understand Alice. I don't, this is the one time where I'm like, how? Episodes where you're just like, stay away from the cafe. Nothing good happens there. <laughs> yeah. It's a very gross and disgusting place. <laughs> Ellie is cornered twice by two creeps. Mm. And all Ned, in a matter of minutes. Ned, how do you make Luke look like a gentleman after this? <laughs> like, ew! <laughs> I do. I do have to give Ed credit for one thing, and that's for intervening with Luke and Ellie. Right, but he didn't intervene for his own for her benefit. No, but still, and you then know? maybe he ruins it. That's what yeah. I mean. Maybe he did, and then was like, "Oh crap! I could take advantage of this because that's <laughs> the mad thing to do." That's what it was. Because when he first interrupts, he really does seem disturbed at seeing the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Luke, you know, yeah. Luke has her cornered and she's clearly distressed. And in his eyes, the chosen are a menace, they're a danger, and she's mm-hmm. alone. So at first it does seem like, yeah, I, I would I could buy that his instinct was get away from her, leave her alone, and then circle back, hey, she's alone in the cafe. Let me take <laughs> a shot at it. Saved her. Hmm. He saved her and then he circled back to I'm a pig. Let's take advantage of this. He wanted to be her knight in shining armor, and that's not what happened. Yep. I do like the way they chose to film it the way they did, because the physicality of the scene, Ellie is cornered both times. Yeah. Like, there's mm-hmm. nowhere she can go in either of those scenes. She can't escape what's happening to her. So I thought it was filmed well to make it so, to enhance the predatory nature of mm-hmm. what's happening. Mm-hmm. And yet Ned looks way scarier because of the size difference and he he also gets in her personal space yes. like she has to put her yeah. hands up and tell him to back the frick off yes. like mm. ew ew like had, alice, had alice not shown up he would have absolutely absolutely the issue and he would you know my brain is still hoping that if Alice had not been there, Ellie would have gone full Rapunzel and hit him with a fire. I don't think she would have, though. In that situation, I think <laughs> she, she was, was so flustered. Yes. Yeah. She mm. was so vulnerable that he would have succeeded in his mission had Alice mm. not shown up. Whether that be him kissing her, you know what I mean? Whatever. He would have succeeded. I think the scene, I, they really shouldn't have had Alice step in because it does ruin Alice falling for this guy later. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I would have. Because how? preferred to see ellie you know be the one to get him to to back down however she did it whether she threatened him whether she got physical you know it would have been i just because having alice save her sister seems innocent on its face until you think she ends up with this guy 
You know right. what I mean? Like she ends up going crazy because of what happens to him. So it's oh. like mm-hmm. as if you couldn't ruin her character anymore. She yes. have her witness this dude being predatory towards her sister and they still get together. Come on, writers. Mm-hmm. Terrible, yeah. And and she's the one that pushed the Luke and Ellie issue to begin with. Mm-hmm. Covered that. Mm. I know, but it just that was the first, you know, like where I was like, Alice, really? Who are you? So yeah, I'll I'll give the scene, both those scenes, credit. Just the way they're shot and how vulnerable and cornered Ellie is, and the emphasis on how predatory both males are being in their different ways, which I also mm-hmm. like because even though Luke isn't physically up in her business, he is being predatory towards her. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. And both scenes are shot exactly the same. And I really do like that. And it makes me sick to my stomach, Ellie being in this situation. And uh, yeah, I I mean, I may not care for her very much, you know, because her character annoys me. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's, I I felt for her. I'm like, I understand exactly where, you know, what she's feeling in this moment. I've been there. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. So for me, like with the, with the Alice thing, for her to to go and fall for this man after he absolutely would have done something that you can't come back from, you know. Um, like at least when she fell for our Lex, she never witnessed that behavior. Right, right, exactly. She didn't know that this was what he was capable of. She never really saw that him being that way with women, you know. And so you're kind of like, and she also met him on the upswing of his redemption arc. You know, and she got to dig him out of his hole and turn him into a better person, blah, blah, blah. But uh, it's just gross. And uh, I'm just like, oh, the cafe is a bad place to be this episode. And I it just I love the emphasis that Ellie can't get away from Luke. Like, even when she's like, I don't want to talk to you. Please leave me alone. He can follow her. She can't escape him. And he doesn't find that disturbing in the slightest. Yeah, he doesn't. What's wrong with that? I, I don't. I don't know for a second that he doesn't understand the power dynamic. He doesn't even respect the fact that she already told him, please stay away from me. I don't want to talk about this with you. He's still pushing the issue. Like, dude, you know, if she wants to talk about it, she'll seek you out. Stop cornering this girl. She's clearly trying to stay away from you. And because she's your slave, she has limited options, Luke. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I hate the cafe scenes. <laughs> The cafe used to be such a nice, wholesome place. It used to be. It was such a nice place in the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll return to the mall in a little bit, but let's talk about the rebels. All right, I saw her. Is she okay? Yeah, she's fine. Fine? That's it? Like, how about why she's suddenly become one of them? She hasn't. It's this whole thing so she can get closer to the Guardian and try and make him... What? See the error of his ways? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. So yeah, a simple question here, panel. What do you make of Lex's sudden defense of Tysan and obviously Bray's support? He's always defended his wife to other people. <laughs> and he will, yeah. Like, well, he may have his issues, but you mm-hmm. won't say anything about his yep. woman. Like, mm-hmm. hey, hey, I'm the only one allowed to have issues yes. with her. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's loyalty, okay? <laughs> yep. No, it, and it goes to show, you know, that like he knows that she's doing the right thing. Even if it hurts him, she knows that he's doing the she, you know. And come on, he would never go for Yeah, I tried to get her to go with me, but no, she wouldn't. I couldn't get my way. 
Yeah, he's certainly not going to tell them that she called the guards on him. It, it's no, it's a, no, 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 she has a plan. Yep. That is self-preservation. Yes, yeah, it is. It absolutely it is. is. Like, I have to believe in my wife because otherwise, what do I have? Yep. Yeah. If I don't and trust it, her and I don't believe in her. Him. Yeah. And he's, he's not, not going to ruin his own, his own image even further by admitting that he didn't manage not just his image but his sense of peace like mm -hmm. you know because he does genuinely love her despite yeah. you know the other things he tends to do he does love her and having her means the world to him and yeah when you are in a relationship and you're working things out there are a lot of you know there are a lot of jumps you have to do in your head you can't off you can't allow yourself to get hung up on things because if you did it would destroy what you're trying to preserve. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I do like that, you know, you can see that both like Lex, what his defense of Tyson is both because I love her. She asked me to trust her. I believe her, but also I can't allow myself to believe anything else or I'm, I'm empty. I've lost everything, you know? And of course, Bray latched onto it. Bray was never on board with this plan in the first place. He only right. agreed to go along with it because he was outvoted and realized, okay, yeah, I guess you guys are right. Something has to be done. And this has been mm -hmm. foisted on him because of Danny. Danny. How dare you teach him how to use a crossbow, Danny? How dare you? <laughs> but I think this is funny because, okay, I totally get Ebony getting someone else to do her dirty work. Totally get that. Mm -hmm. But... What I don't understand is, Ebony, you want this done so bad. We all know you want the Guardian dead. Mm -hmm. We know you've tried. We know you're jealous of him. We know you want to be Jaffa. We get that, right? <laughs> Why would you put this in the hands of these two? Like, come on. you. Yeah. Like, Lex would have been a better bet. You know what I mean? But you were like, yeah, Bray, you know how to use it. So why didn't you just be like, why don't you show me how to use it? Just so you knew it would get it done, Ebony. You know what I mean? You have to know that Bray isn't your best bet in getting this guy killed. Come mm -hmm. on. I don't get it. Yeah, I absolutely don't get it. Why doesn't she, when she starts to see this wishy-washy, I would be like, okay. Like, I just don't know why she didn't, in, like, decide, well, I'll do it, but you're going to have to show me how to use it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why that wasn't her first thought when she picked up a crossbow and had this assassination plan. I don't know why she presented the plan and was like, well, I don't know how to use it. Like, really? You're going you're gonna to leave this up to Bray? Bray. <laughs> Bray. Bray, who hasn't won a fight ever. Uh, <laughs> everyone knows that if you need to get stuff done, you never, never, ever let Bray handle it. Bray, indecisive, <gasps> reluctant hero Bray Ebony. But he's an eco warrior. You, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I take it back. <gasps> oh, it stopped me dead in my tracks. Train just <laughs> derailed. That, that was my only defense. I'm sorry. Nah, it's just she just keeps going on about this needs to be done. She's, you know, and it's like, then take it upon yourself, Ebony. Just point and shoot. <laughs> hey. You're telling me she don't know how to use a crossbow? You're you telling me she wouldn't take the moment to be like, just, you know, show me. Show me how show it works. Me. Show me one time. Just yeah. watch Bray while he's doing target practice. Oh, man, wouldn't that have been cool if that's what she was doing the whole time? Mm -hmm. Like, she was watching him, and then she's the one who snuck off with the crossbow mm, just to make sure it got it done. That'd be awesome. That would be an ebony thing to do, too. <laughs> yeah, yes. That's what season two ebony would have yeah, done. I, I, I just don't get it. Mm. Season two ebony would have already known 
Yeah, she's like, these guys are useless. Nothing's ever going to get accomplished. I have to do it myself. So she let them think that this is in their hands and that she's just on the side. (laughs) Meanwhile, she's watching Bray load that thing, do his target practice. And then when he can't find it, it's because she took it. (laughs) Oh, it'd be so great. It's Oh, these boys can't do anything. Yeah, no, it's just to give Bray a little bit of conflict, but it's not. It doesn't make no sense for Ebony at, at all. I mean, Bray's done nothing, so mm. he's got to. Mm. He he stayed back to to keep the rebels together and going. I I don't know. What are you talking about? He distracted that guard so well at the explosion, <laughs> and he he did a puppet show. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's a fantastic rebel leader. <laughs> The best. <laughs> Literally, they've done. <laughs> they blew up one fuel dump, <laughs> disrupted one puppet show, and saved what one tribe? That was it. Few pregnant ladies. Woo! Their accolade today. That's nothing. Pregnant women who were like, "But what about our prenatal vitamins? We were looking forward to this." What a waste! Yeah. It's off topic, but now I'm wondering, what did they do with the pregnant girls after they commandeered the truck? Did they drive them back to their old tribe, or did they just leave them in the wilderness? Yeah, that's what I wanted to just drop them off in the middle of nowhere and said, good luck. Good luck walking home, carrying that extra weight. Hopefully you don't have the baby on the way. There's a tree over there if you need to squat. That's a good question, because uh, you know, I, I assume they, they actually continued on to the Chosen, because that, well, that way their tribe was safe. Don't really get a conclusion. That's the whole point why they left. <laughs> no? Because that was the whole point of why they left, because they were protecting the tribe and the city. So I thought they continued yeah. on. <laughs> they get back to the chosen. The chosen that were driving the truck ran away. So what happened to the truck? They just walked themselves to the chosen they, they walked to the yeah, now. I mean that's what I assume. They, they, they just stood by the roadside. Waiting for a lift for a new fan of Chosen. They are perpetual NPCs just standing along the road. <laughs> mm-hmm. Remember, the truck was covered. The girls didn't get to see which way they were even going. You just left right. them in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like, you guys can keep the truck. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you know how to drive. I hope you know how to drive. Yeah, they drove themselves straight back to the Chosen. I'm telling you, that whole episode was like young Hercules. It's the adventures of... <laughs> I mean, to be fair, everyone seems to know about the Moor and the City, so it's like... <laughs> they could have made their way there. Yeah. <laughs> it seems to be known to everyone. <laughs> Do I agree that uh, with Bray and Lex choosing to go with Tysan's plan, I, I kind of wonder about that one. Because even though I know Ebony is just a <laughs> low, dirty dog, you know, and I know that her motivations for taking out Java are not for the greater good or to help anybody but herself. That being said, um, I kind of wonder, I, okay, <laughs> maybe I'm just bloodthirsty. <laughs> I don't know. But this part of me, it's like, I, I like what she says to Lex about we could do, we have two choices. We can do this the fast way or the long, the slow way. I just hope we don't regret not doing it the fast way. And I can't help but agree with her here. You know, like, it's, I think it's great that Lex is choosing to, you know, trust his wife. I think it's, I Mm -hmm. think it's in character for Bray to not want to do this and to grab any excuse not to have to, which Mm is fair, totally fair. But is it wise to just keep letting this play out? 
You know, I mean, that's one of the reasons Tyson even made her decision in the first place. It was after Ryan mm -hmm. had been taken. It's like, how long are we going to wait to see this through while people are being damaged and being lost and are being taken and being shipped out and implied killed? Yeah. While we take our sweet ass time trying to break it down in a respectful way. Like, I, I, maybe we should just jump on this and get rid of this guy. You know, it, Mm -hmm. I have a question. Just because I haven't watched the last few episodes, okay? Do the rebels know that Ryan and Patsy are gone and Chloe? Do they know that the three of them have been taken away and or killed? I don't remember. They know Patsy's been gone because May showed up. To May showed up, dead right? Okay, yep. and told him. But I don't <clears throat> know if there's actually a scene where they are told that Ryan is also now gone. Why wouldn't Tyson tell him? Well, he hasn't been sneaking into the mall. Like this time he saw her where she had to arrange for that because he hasn't been able to sneak in apparently for quite a I while. Know, why wouldn't she tell him now and be like, I, Listen, I, guess, I have to do this. They've already taken away. That so wasn't so. what their conversation was about, you know, again. But uh, I mean, it, it, it still leads to it is what I'm saying. Like, I have to continue what I'm doing to, to, to protect these people because Ryan's already been taken. I, Patsy's I, 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 already I, I, been I just taken. Jump in. I, think, I think there was a little scene where they mentioned Ryan. Okay. Yeah. It was a very quick one one line mention. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I I think it was mentioned by May. Yeah. She just mentioned okay. passing. Mm. Okay. I was just curious. But yeah, I just there's a part of me that's just like, how long are you guys gonna drag this out? Mm -hmm. How many more people have to suffer while you wait? Mm -hmm. What are you waiting for? You know, I mean again, Ebony her motivations are sketchy as hell. But what have you been waiting for? Haven't you been waiting for a way to take these guys down? Oh, well, maybe they're waiting for Amber to get back with the backup. Oh, uh, I know. I know. I know. I know. Um, Maggie. The writers are waiting for her to come back. What have you done? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> the writers are waiting for Amber to come back. I get that. I just want to know why the rebels are waiting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just Ebony's making such good points and I don't think the writers are doing a great job at you've established that the rebels are waiting for their opportunity to do something and here's an opportunity to do something and it's like they're looking for every reason for the rebels not to take it and I'm just not sure they are correct in doing it. What's the point yeah. of it? It would have made so much sense for Ebony to just do it. Yeah. We know Bray never makes decision. It would, because that's who Ebony is. Yeah, it, yeah, we know Bray would never actually go, go through with it, because Bray doesn't do anything. He doesn't make choices like that. Ebony plays the long game now. She sits back and she watches everything implode around her. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just not what she, who she is. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's, it just doesn't connect because it's just I not know, who I she know. is. Yeah, yeah it, it's not, but they've definitely watered down her character a lot this season. Yeah, and she doesn't, she doesn't want to take the risk because she doesn't care that much. The problem is that it's like, this is Bray on the beach, not saving Trudy and Brady. Yes. Again, mm -hmm. You gave a character every reason to follow through, and then you needed to find an excuse for them not to follow through. And that is a problem with, say, like, Ebony. Ebony has every reason to take this into her own hands. We've seen her do it before. Mm -hmm. She tried once, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, we okay. know that she... Come on. You know, okay, and again, I totally get why she wouldn't do it up front. That failed. But this is a long range. Using the excuse that she can't use the crossbow is not good enough. Mm -hmm. No, because she... Yeah. I only have one excuse for 
Ebony not doing it. And I admit it's not the best excuse. Please don't say she doesn't want to upset Bray. Don't you dare no, 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 say no, no, she no, 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 no. It's not that she doesn't want to upset Bray. It's a simple fact that if she kills the Guardian, this whole mess is over. The rebels are over. She's afraid to be on her own again. The longer this this lasts no. with Amber being gone, mm. the longer she has people to hang out with. I don't buy that. I don't think she's. Yeah, I don't think she's thinking that. Maybe she's just not strong enough to pull it back. Okay, to pull the string. Back. All right. Hospitals can be tricky, but I don't buy that either because it's Ebony. Um, uh, as soon as the Guardian's out of the picture, she's ready to jump in. That, yeah, that's she wants Ebony's to take goal. over. That's what yeah. it is. She wants to take over. Yeah, I don't think she's worried about being around. And how is she going to get these people to follow her if she's the one that takes out the Guardian? Mm-hmm. She'll pick up the pieces. Whoever's left, she'll pick ah. it up. You know what I mean? She's not worried about, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think Ebony's worried about that at all. So that's why it doesn't make sense for me. Ebony's objective is the power, mm. okay? And she tends to focus on the first obstacle to the power and doesn't often think about the ramifications of yeah. what will happen if she takes out that obstacle. Mm-hmm. You know, she's just, she's hyper-focused on the obstacle. Tyson and Danny were obstacles. She was hyper-focused <laughs> on getting rid of the both of them, didn't care how she had to do it, and then was surprised that that didn't work out in her favor, that Bray would be upset. <laughs> she, she didn't think that through. You know, um, Same with Amber, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't believe that she has any problem with taking out the guardian because, oh, how will I get the chosen to follow me? Because she held a poison dagger to the guy's throat. You know what I mean? She's not concerned about that. Yeah. It's just that the writers have given her every reason to do this, but they have to have a lame excuse as to why she's just not doing it. I, it's like the minute. And we know that excuse is always, she wants to time with Bray. Like, Stop it! Just cut it out. Stop. But I mean, they have to—they have to be able to set it up for you know Lex doing, and that's cool. And, and the ramifications of him hitting, you know, so uh, just—it's still dumb because it doesn't make sense for Ebony at all. Right? It just doesn't make sense for her to. You can't—you can't, you can't wa- water down another character to make another character make sense. That's not okay. I mean, if if she really just doesn't want to get her hands dirty, then that's what her dialogue needs to reflect. Yeah, she needs to say it. She's never like, been afraid to tell the truth before. That she wants to manipulate someone else. I mean, they've done this before in writing Ebony, the way she manipulates people to do the things she wants done, yep. but she doesn't want to be the one to do them. And that's what you, if that's what the focus is, that's what their goal was, that this whole, the only reason Ebony's not doing this is because she genuinely doesn't want to, even though we know she has no problem having blood on her hands. Mm-hmm. Whatever reason she doesn't want to, then you need to have her dialogue and her behavior focus on just manipulating either Bray or Lex into doing it. And rather than being like, she, she's behaving as though she's hamstrung by them. Like, and it's like, if you feel that way, then just do it yourself. Just take that crossbow and go take care of it. The minute Bray showed hesitation, I don't. Again, I don't know why you would put it in his hands. But see, th- why why couldn't they have had it? Like, okay, Bray Bray was he was the first one to say, "I'll I'll try and I'll try and do it." Obviously, because of my experience with Danny. Then Ebony takes it. She starts practicing, and at the end, Lex then takes it as normal. That like, still could have happened, and then that was still just shown. Uh, Ebony's kind of focus and stuff is still, but it still would have ended up the same way with Lex. Yes, the Lance that would have worked perfect because it would have shown that Ebony is willing to do this. She's like, screw him, I'll do it myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that would have worked very well, but Lex just got to it first. Okay, yeah, let's talk about pride. I need you to convince the Guardian that Brady needs a new nursemaid. Nursemaid, Brady has been cared for by members of the Chosen now. 
Is there someone else you could think of? Someone the Guardian would approve of, who would also trust me? There might be. But first, fill me in. What's your plan? So yeah, let's talk about Pride scheming. Uh, did that surprise you? Uh, what did you make of that? We finally got confirmation that Tyson does not recognize him from being in her bedroom. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. she seems completely surprised that he's with the Rebels. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a different hair. There's, <laughs> seriously, that haircut did wonders because she does not yeah. recognize this man at all. And, and he looks like a totally different man. He like, really she's does. treating him like he's just a slave who got brought into the mall and she doesn't know if she can trust him. And it's like, you don't remember meeting him with Bray? You know, <laughs> <laughs> saving Ebony? You don't remember that? Fair enough. Now I know for sure she doesn't recognize Pride. Um, that's what this conversation <laughs> tells me. <laughs> And I just, yep. I'm glad we finally know that uh, Pride has a plan, but I just think this would have been so much more powerful if we'd known all along that's why he came to the mall, why he let yeah. himself be kidnapped by Ned. As soon as, yeah, they, he found out they were going to take him to the Chosen, he's like, oh, okay. What a, it's, it's, right, it shows Pride can think of on his feet, I guess. Well, that's the thing is, he's, I mean, I've never doubted that Pride was, you know, mm -hmm. a very capable individual. But, yeah, because you, you doggot him so hard for those few episodes about him just getting captured by these two children, <laughs> yeah. you know, and Ned, just to find out that this he wanted to get inside the whole time. Yeah, what's the best way to get inside and get the info on the enemy? Mm -hmm. Make sure they capture you. Yeah, and, and I think he knows he's capable of taking care of himself as well, you know? Yeah, he's not afraid of himself. He's not that, afraid of right. his own life. right. I do like uh, the insight that Pride isn't afraid to be kind of a, a bit of a mercenary in mm -hmm. his uh, actions mm -hmm. um, and isn't afraid to take advantage of people. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. boy. He's read the room now and he knows which people he can dangle off his fingers to mm -hmm. achieve what he wants to get done. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, but I would have loved if. Yeah, that is. Oh, my. <laughs> I like that. I get why May likes him. <laughs> I like. I just like that insight to this darker side of pride. That yeah, he's he can be mm. honorable, but he's not too noble when it comes to getting things done, you know. And because uh, they introduced that when we hear him back when Amber was still around, and yeah. they're first talking about getting into the mall and getting the mall rats out. He and Amber reference um, basically sieging another tribe. Mm -hmm. And they talk quite coldly about if they have to siege them all, starve the mall rats. If it's necessary, they'll do it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's just nice to revisit that Pride is willing to take these tactics for the bigger picture. You know, mm -hmm. he's come across mm -hmm. as such a nice guy who never, ever. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, aside from what he said to Bray about Amber, you know, and not trusting. Mm hmm. My only real complaint about this conversation, because I think it's a good one, um, is, uh, <laughs> this is me nitpicking, but <laughs> when he says, you know, someone being Brady's nursemaid and who would also trust him, she, she was <laughs> like, Brady is being cared by, cared for by members of the Chosen. I was like, I'm sorry, say what? Uh, uh -huh. <laughs> huh? May is technically... <laughs> No, May has she never, she's no. never got in her chosen robes. She's never gone to any more <laughs> no, classes. No. She no. has never finished the route to becoming a chosen. No, no yeah. she just takes care of the baby. We never see mm -hmm. the chosen with the baby anymore. Mm -hmm. 
The Chosen took care of Brady when the Jaffa was using Brady as a weapon against her mother. Once yeah. Trudy was out mm-hmm. of the picture, no, no Chosen are ever around this baby. Ever. Yeah, but we have we have seen May wearing the white Chosen robe. That's not a Chosen robe. That is an acolyte. It's not a yeah. Chosen. That's on your mm. way to becoming a Chosen. Yeah. Yeah, but they still consider them more as part of the chosen than, you know, the ones that are not. Oh, so why is Sabine still a lowly mall rat? Wait, what? Who? Yeah, she, she called me a lowly mall rat, I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> and, if, and if they're chosen, why are they allowed to spend all that much time with the mall rats? Why are, allowed, why are they allowed mm. to hang out with these slaves that yeah. they're supposed to have denounced? Oh. This whole no. Maybe they can convert situation. them. Sorry, it, I'm not buying it. This is just lazy right here. <laughs> Brady ain't look at being looked after by the chosen. She's not. It's not happening. Uh, yeah, and apparently now May is uh, Tysan's handmaiden. So wow, <laughs> she's elevating up and up. <laughs> hey, she wanted that. She offered herself to Luke for that. At least she didn't have to do Luke. Um, why was uh, Pride able to just walk into <laughs> where they keep Brady? This is why I'm telling you, this is what I'm telling you. The Chosen mm. aren't looking after Brady. Remember no. that room? You couldn't get in that room, you know? We laughed, we laughed at Celine being able to run in there and confront Trudy. Pride <laughs> just saunters in. Pr- just May isn't even surprised to see him. Like, how'd you get in here? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, no. The Chosen aren't watching that room at all. I'm sorry. Not the only one that's surprised is Celine later on. How'd you? Get he's like, oh, I'm allowed to be up here. Oh yeah, he says I mean, he's 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 Tai Sands Tai Chi yeah. master now, and that gives him yeah. access to everywhere. Yeah, apparently, everywhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> we could go into the guardian's office if you wanted to. Yeah, go right yeah. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that secret room? You got access. Go. Right. It's all yours, bud. Let us know if you find anything all- interesting. I-, I wonder how she convinced a guardian of that. See, she that's what, her eyelashes. That's yeah. really weird that there are certain things that they just don't show her convincing. I mean, I buy she could, but yeah, me too. It's just like whenever mm. you show the, I would have liked to have seen that. Yeah, yes. yeah, I just would have liked to see her sell him on another slave having yes. access all over the mall, and and to her, and to her physically, yeah, because they're teaching her how to. <laughs> she would have had to tell him he's gay or something. <laughs> Bro, but it's Duke believes oh. it's important. I'm able to defend myself against the heathen. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Yes, Zoot told me that I needed to be able to defend myself and mm-hmm. to center herself. Yes, to help her relax before the big day and everything. Like it would have been great if she did it after that conversation where he confronts her. She knows that he knows that she saw her husband. Okay, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. again, that scene is fantastic. He is so creepy and eerie, and I love how the camera is focusing in between their faces and it never changes its angle. Very great shot. Even when he leans in and his the eye lighting, oh, great shot! Oh god, that that was lovely. <laughs> Just when he's analyzing her like a bug pinned to a tray, you know, I love that. Now my head cannon is after that. That's when she convinces him that she needs a Tai Chi master in case Lex ever dares to infringe yes. on her again. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> like, like she's going to actually attack him. It's fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But she's smart. Yep. And uh, one thing in Pride's favor, he's not considered a mole rat. He's True. a slave. He's, he's a slave. He was just a slave. Yep. 
That was brought in later. Apparently all the slaves, all they gotta do is make yourself useful to Jaffa and you're, it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> Being a chosen doesn't even matter anymore. No, I mean his closest confidants aren't chosen members. It's fine. As long as you make the new Supreme Mother happy, you get to stay. You can go outside and pick flowers for her, that's fine too. They're selling the Supreme Mother teachers inside I the know. That just <laughs> I just pretend I, I didn't. Uh, See that scene? <laughs> a bunch of acolytes in line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> makes it even worse. <laughs> All right, we yeah we need to talk about that little scene with Celine to finish off. Celine, you've got to stop putting yourself down. You're a good person. I know what I would have been good at. Being a mom, my baby would have grown up very loved. I'm sure it would. I wanted it to believe in itself and know it could do anything it set its mind to. Ryan never thought I was stupid. He thought I was smart and clever. And now he's gone. Shouldn't he know about the baby? I could get word to him. No. No, you mustn't tell him. Not after what's happened between us. Uh, yeah, panel, go ahead. I kind of wanted to strangle her for telling Luke that Ryan could not know. It wouldn't help Ryan to know at this point in time because it would just get him very upset. Yeah, let's, let's try and be fair. It, let's be fair. Yeah. Did you, is this a blessing for Ryan? For Ryan, not knowing right now, I think it's a blessing because the thought of ever getting back to his baby is probably what's keeping him going. Mm-hmm. I that, agree. That's, yeah. This would not help Ryan. But I don't think that's why Celine doesn't want him to know. No, I, I nope. really don't think <laughs> oh, oh, she's yeah. <laughs> considering Ryan's well-being. I think it's I think it's personal shame. Again, mm-hmm. Celine didn't do anything to cause this. Again, it was just a tragic accident, and I understand her blaming herself. But it's even more than that. She was already ashamed of going along with the chosen. And the strife it caused between she and Ryan. And she kept saying, I'm doing it for our baby. I'm doing it for our baby. Every person who questioned her, every person who side-eyed her, I'm doing it for my baby. Why can't you understand that? And now Zoot took away her baby. There is a personal shame in that, you know? Mm -hmm. Because now you have to consider all the things you did that caused a problem, that caused Ryan to be upset with you and go off Mm -hmm. the deep end. All of your friends turning their backs on you. It was for nothing because Zoot took away your baby zoot's judging you for pete's sake you know and so i think it has more to do with her not wanting ryan to know that maybe you were right because i lost our baby i did all this stuff that you were mm-hmm. upset about that you didn't agree with and i i want I, and now i've gone ahead and now i've lost gone it. and lost it you know what will he think of me Again, I, it's not her fault, but you know, like I have a feeling that's where her head is. She doesn't want anyone to know that her reasons are no longer valid. Yeah, she took mm-hmm. it from her. She Zoot deemed she wasn't worthy of even having this child. So, how do you look anyone in the face again when that's the reason you were doing what you were doing, or mm-hmm. when you when you believe that, that that's why it happened? Yeah, mm-hmm. believes you know, like, and that's a shame in itself because that wasn't what she do she wasn't she didn't set out to be brainwashed nope but that's what happened and ryan's gone because of it you know and patsy's gone chloe there's a lot of shame there i think celine yeah. holds. Mm-hmm. so she doesn't want anyone to know you know what i mean because celine cares very much what people think of her and uh 
she never wanted Ryan to see her ugliness. I mean, she even said so much to him at one point. You don't know how disgusting I really am. You know, you only see the good in me. And I, she never wanted him to see mm. her gross, grimy side. And this is, for her, evidence of that. She don't want anyone to see it. It's it's not in his benefit to tell Ryan. There's no reason why he would. But I do think it's nice for him to to offer to get word to him. Mm, I don't know. I think that's just <laughs> a way of keeping Celine on his side. Um, him him continuing to to be nice, you know, and to be be helpful. Even though I do okay. Luke isn't a horrible person, but he knows what the Chosen have done. Mm-hmm. He knows what the Guardian has done. He still chooses to continue to spread, you know, this, mm-hmm. this belief of Zoot and 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 whatever. Um, but I think that him still being so kind to her is part of who he is, but also to try to get to make sure she doesn't turn away from Zoot because of this bad. Mm. Yeah, I can see that, you know. There's two things can be true at once, you know, and yeah, people don't always have a singular motive to anything they do. And there's motives are not black and white. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, if I wanted to, I could totally turn this into Celine is just trying to latch further latch onto Luke by making this something for the two of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. You and me, Luke. Mm-hmm. Are oh, the yeah. only ones who know. You're the only person I can share this with, Luke, because I forbid you from sharing it with anyone else. You know, so you are now saddled with the responsibility of we'll looking after me. me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I can see that too. I'm not saying I'm not saying that's true, just that it's a possible <laughs> motive, you know. You can see yep. how she looked. You you you've been able to see how she looks at Luke for the last few episodes, you know, Ooh. like Yeah. That's a juicy four. Ooh. I, I, I saw when they were sitting on the stairs together the first time. The way she looked at him, the way she spoke to him, and the way that she would visibly relax at his words. Oh, yeah. Like, he's taking care of her now. <laughs> and, and you know, um, I mean, she tried to see Pride as her savior as, or even as an equal, but then she realized, nope. Pride is malleable. <laughs> he's, he's too, too strong. strong. No. <laughs> Can't have that. <laughs> also, pride isn't transparent. And mm-hmm. I think that may play a huge mm-hmm. part in it, too. Yep. Ryan, salt of the earth, transparent as glass. He is what he mm-hmm. is. He is what he presents to you. Well, in many ways, Luke has proven himself to be the same. He wears his vulnerabilities on his sleeves. And that is a comfort to someone who is dependent on your vulnerability for their own sake. Yep. And pride proved, oh, no, you, I, she didn't know where she stood. Because he was clearly hiding his strength, which made her very uneasy when he unleashed it. Mm -hmm. And that is not comfortable for a narcissist, even a covert one like Celine. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know where your strings are. You hide them too well. I can't pull those. I don't know how to get fuel from you, you know? Yeah. Luke is a, for her, he's a sure thing. It's why she's so insistent that he look after her. You'll stay with me. You'll keep Mm -hmm. the secret. It'll Mm -hmm. just be you and me. She's never confided to anyone. She never even confided to Ryan how her mother treated her. Yeah. I'm just like, Luke, you're creepy, but get out. This girl does damage. Get out. Run Run for the hills. It's not worth it. (laughs) Because no offense, but nobody should have Celine inflicted upon them. There's only a few people where I'm like, they would deserve her. Absolutely. Yeah, there's been been a couple. Like, Ned, I'm like, 
<laughs> Maybe. <laughs> even even the Selena yep. May thing, I'm like, yeah, you guys deserve each other. Yep. But Luke, I'm like, Luke, I don't like you right now because you're creepy and predatory, right. but get I away. I never like you, but still. Run I this from this. Okay. <laughs> Run for the hills. Oh, <laughs> see where pride approaches Selene. <laughs> oh, oh, pride. You so dark, man. He read her. He's already mm-hmm. figured her out. Yes. He already knows where her, her soft parts are. And he's already poking on them so he can take advantage of her. Damn, that's dark. I mean, I love it, but it's messed up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because he's like, he deliberately was like, it's got to be someone who will trust me. And when he saw it with Selene, he was like, hell yeah, I can play this like a banjo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should get off your feet. We'll watch her together. Oh my goodness. Pride. I would have been, been like, okay. Yes. Okay. I know this isn't in this episode, but it just occurred to me. This says something. This says something a lot dark about Pride. Uh, Brady already had a minder that trusted Pride. Mm-hmm. You, you guys realize that she already had someone that he could have used to get his yep. plan done. He deliberately got May out of danger out of the way. and put Celine yep. in the hot Ooh, seat. Ooh, ooh, how messed ooh, up is up. that? Ah, <laughs> considering what we know, oh, yes! man. Ah, mm-hmm. this does not bode well for future things. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, I was like, wait a minute. If you need someone who will trust him with the baby so that he can do what he's going to do, why not just use May? Because May, she would already get, she'd get in trouble. She'd be left holding the bag. You know what I mean? But if the way it works mm-hmm. out, the two of them are able to run off together. Together, oh my the God. Uh, with the baby. And guess who uh, takes the blame and is thrown into a cage? He was like, sorry, uh, collateral damage. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I just It hit me. I was like, oh, my gosh. That is so messed up. Yeah, because now I'm not sure how I feel about, like, season four and crap. Because, like, <laughs> I felt like that, like, them, to, you know what I mean, was the only real, like, development Celine had. And now I'm like, oh, sh-. That's rough. He played the long game on that one. And he never shows remorse <laughs> for that at all. Never, not <laughs> once. Nope. Needed to be done. So I'm sorry. I just I thought about that scene, and it just like, oh, that's so messed up. Oh my god! I I do keep thinking though when when he entered that mall and decided, okay, there's something I get I can do here. Was his plan always get that baby out of there? It might have been. Who knows? Head cannon that he did it for Trudy. Yeah, yeah. That's still I I have I have to think that. Yeah, yeah. He genuinely showed that he cared for Trudy. Um. Yeah. When everything when she was first brought to the mall because he didn't have a stake one way or the other you know so he was able to come in with a mind and he is the one that brought her to amber yes he spent time on the road with her yes exactly and knows her state of mind and knows that Mm -hmm. the one thing she would need most in the world to get better is her baby back yeah honestly losing brady is going to be the biggest blow to the chosen absolutely and he knows that Wow, Pride is more effective at taking out the Chosen than, than the Rebels. of the others. Yep. <sighs> and he was the one that was like, well, I don't really have anything to do, so I'm just going to go. Bye. Pride, the real eco-warrior over here. He is mm-hmm. the real eco-warrior. The true hero. Yes. He's not the hero we deserved, but he's the one we needed. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, cool. That brings us to our final thoughts of the episode. Where are you going? Get the crossbow. I want it where I can see it. Okay, where's the crossbow? Don't look at me, I haven't got it. 
farmer's legs. Yeah, which make... Uh, I mean, obviously, we're not surprised. No, exactly no. <laughs> Lex is dumb. I'm just going to say he's, he's dumb, but he's also not dumb, right? Like, played it cool, whatever, did his thing, but, you know, bided his time, and then did what he needed to do. Um, but it also, I, I do like that it shows that he's not just complacent in, in what Tyson is doing. Like, he's been sitting there, and he's been thinking about it, and no, he's changed his mind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like an excellent payoff to the conversation he was having with Ebony. Like you, yep. you have to, you're asking yourself, why is Lex even messing with the crossbow? Mm-hmm. He's not going to be shooting it, you know, but yeah. you, you let it go when you see it because he's just giving himself something to do. Maybe he's making yes. sure it's clean, make sure yes. it functions, you know, he's keeping himself busy. He's already agreed with Bray. Let's wait and let, you know, so he's already di- di- diffused any suspicion. He plays mm-hmm. it cool with Bray. You know, he defends his wife. You know, he's mm-hmm. keeping his thoughts to himself, which it's the most controlled you see, Lex. Yeah. And I, I love Calculated. it. Caleb, when you look at it in retrospect, you can see what's boiling under the surface, even when he's reassuring Bray. Now nah, I'm cool. You know, just thought I'd yeah. catch a fish and stuff and everything's cool. <laughs> Drop this, Ebony. I don't want to talk about it. He doesn't raise his yep. voice. Yeah. That's scary. That is scary. Yeah. <laughs> a calm Lex. Ooh. A calm Lex is actually kind of terrifying. You know, um, it's a dangerous Lex. <laughs> I, I really love that they gave this to him because it did remind me of how methodical Lex was capable of being mm-hmm. in season one. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. how he knew how to how play calculated. people, how calculated he could be. I, I So him having that conversation with her when she brings up, we could do this the fast way or we could do this the slow way. And you almost get the sense he's just brushing her off because he doesn't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And he then, of course, knows. you have this tension with Bray and Ebony and then he's like, you know what? I don't trust you. I'm going to get that crossbow. Because Lex is mm-hmm. so smart to get the eyes off of him. Yes. And he's already yeah. got the crossbow. He's already taken off. I thought, now that is how you plant a seed. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, that was Chekhov's gun. That was awesome. I really like yeah. the way that cliffhanger. And, and good for Lex. You know what I mean? Like, uh, as not as smart. I mean, okay. It definitely isn't smart for him to just run off, you know, and try to go kill the girl. Um, but good for him for making a move and doing what, what needed to be done. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and as much as he, 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 he loves his wife, he, and he may not trust her in the aspect that she won't sleep with him, you know, but he's got he's to stop it before it can get there. You know, he's been thinking about that conversation that they had um, and the realization of it all, and he can't live with it. He doesn't want to regret taking the long yes. way to get this done. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. We've wasted so much time already. This is where my wife is. You know, and Ebony has a point. We could keep doing it the slow way and she could be the next person I lose. She could be the next person who goes, you know, and not even that. She's not in a safe situation. (laughs) No, this guy's tried to kill the first one. Yeah. This guy has a habit of killing off Supreme Mothers if they don't do what he says. Yeah, I just I love that. I it's it gives Lex a lot of credit. And I thought he he did his he executed his plan perfectly. Yeah. And yeah. you don't expect it from him. You expect like right. to be the hothead and to be rash and not to think things mm-hmm. through. And he was so careful mm. with this as he's just silently seething. And it's like, you know what? I trust my wife. I trust her motivations. I'm not going to let it go there. Yep, I'm that's getting her exactly out of the situation. It. Yes, that is exactly it. 
he just doesn't want to imagine, have to keep imagining the Guardian's hands all over his wife. Well, that, you know, he knows what Tysan will do. He knows what mm-hmm. she, like, if she knows that she has to do this, she will do it. He doesn't want her to have to make that decision. Yeah, way it's almost noble. Okay, yes. <laughs> hear, hear me out. <laughs> I, I, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Whoa, no, 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 no. Hear me out. <laughs> if this were some kind of like gothic romance, the idea that this man is like, okay, I am not going to let the woman I love have to make that decision to sleep mm-hmm. with this guy to save us all. I'm yeah. going to kill him before she ever has to make that decision. I'm going to save her from that mm-hmm. horrible thing. That's a horrible yes. fate. She, mm-hmm. my baby, my baby needs to be saved. Yeah, I saw her crying. <laughs> she said, "I hate this as much as you. I just want to be with you." And he's like, "Yeah, okay. Yeah. I heard you loud and clear, no wifey. Got you. <laughs> I got you. You have romanticized it very well, <laughs> but <laughs> no, <laughs> we can't give next that. <laughs> oh man." But that was very romantic. It was very romantic. I got you, boo boo. I'm getting you out of there. He read between the lines, okay? Exactly. That's what she was telling me. Save me, baby. Save me, or I have to do this. <laughs> oh. Um. Life is like sometimes a man's gotta do what a man's gotta do. Thirty-seven. <laughs> no, this Lex's entire episode is that meme of the person just sitting in the chair in the burning room. This yes. is fine. Yes. This is fine. I'm cool, Bray. It's all good. I'm good. <laughs> I just wanted some perch for dinner. It's all good. I do I like that setup, you know? Him with the crossbow and just everything. Mm-hmm. No longer, it's no longer a question. He he's like, I'm gonna figure out this weapon, which is what Ebony should have been doing. Yeah, yep. But Lex, and that's what's awesome about it. It's like it, if you ignore the fact that Ebony could have been doing the same thing if she wants this done so much, she could have easily been messing around with this thing. Just figure out its mechanics. I got a point and shoot. How do I load it? You know, and just make sure it's ready. And Lex was the one who did it. Like, wow, Lex was smarter than Ebony for once. Yep. <laughs> Though, you know, given the season, it hasn't been that hard. No. <laughs> it's, it's about his wife. I tell you, when Lex is properly motivated, he can do anything. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ray's face. You mean our, our brotherly love conversations didn't work? It was fake. He was pretending. <laughs> I can't trust any old Anybody. <laughs> <laughs> You're both evil. But you know he was so relieved. Oh, so sure, so <laughs> oh, sure. F- He's like, oh, thank God. I did not want to do that. He did not want to do that at all. I'm rooting for Lex. I'll just say that. Right, me too. Me too. Mm -hmm. I'm done. I'm done with this chosen style. (laughs) I I am done. Just take this guy out, please. What is all out of our misery? That brings Series 3, Episode 26 to a close. Thank you very much to the panel. And as always, if you'd like to take part in a future episode of the podcast, Please just mention it on our Facebook page, on the website, or on Instagram, thetriop.co.uk. So we'll see you next time for episode 27. Until then, bye. 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 Bye.